0: It was a long ride into the desert, and across the salt flats. Turns out the salt flats are very flat and salty. And that's where we ran into trouble. We encountered some bandits. Apparently, these men had managed to get on Igmet's bad side. His saw-your-head-off bad side. Who the hell assigned this animal to be our guide? With two of the bandits down, two more ran off, and the last one was handcuffed by Falk. I don't know what we're going to do with him in our custody on our way to the mine. I suppose that's what we'll have to decide next.
1: Mark Baggio slung over the the back of my horse, and I'm walking the horse back to the other guys there. It's maybe 2, 3 o'clock, somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, if you
2: recall, you got a late start because Falk stayed up too late and then slept in. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then you took an hour-long short rest. So, yeah, what do you guys want to do? Because at this point, you guys are... Uh, you guys are kind of uh, all healed up. You've taken an assessment of the situation. You've gathered everything uh, close to each other again, and so the floor is yours.
0: What ha- What's the state of uh, Mark Baggio right now? He's all tied he- up.
2: Yeah, he's tied up. He's alive. He's I mean, he's injured, but he's not going to die or anything like that. So he's fine.
0: And you got Falk, and you're back with us.
1: Yeah, I'm walking uh, back with him. Yep, to the to the group there.
3: Falk. Falk, you stop right there, Falk Smolder. What do you need? That Northerner you got on your horse, he's mine.
1: Uh, not so quick there, Hoss. Um,
3: no, 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 no. Nope. I've seen that some bitch.
1: You realize we work for the law, right? We got to have. I some I don't sort care of-
3: about no law. I the law don't do anything. I've seen what the law does And the law steals Orc land and gives it To rich men You think I care about
1: that? Well you you do have to care About the two of us And uh, right now you're kind of un- outnumbered On this issue And um, Hold on Yeah man. but I
3: can leave you in the desert to die Just a minute two of you Hold on hold on w-
0: What do you know this man from w- What's your past like
3: Joe Moore, the some bitch that I have his head on my saddle, and that northerner. I was in, I was in a tavern. We just playing cards, and they come in raising hell like a spring fever, and start shooting up the joint. They shot a woman in cold blood, and then they burned the building down.
1: Well, that'll be a, a great story to tell the judge. <laughs>
3: The judge ain't gonna do anything. I say we take him over to those cottonwood trees and string him up right now.
0: He may have information we need.
1: Well, yeah, there is that. And, uh, you know, I would actually say, um, uh, Bruce, um, that is his name, isn't it? It's been so long. No, it's Boris. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, uh, hey there, Boris, um. Would you mind taking our, our new uh, our new friend Mark Baggio into town for us and handing him over to the deputy? You think I can get back there by myself? Well, sure. I mean, the, the guy's all tied up, and you got a gun. <laughs> and, and you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll make it one better. And I walk over to, to Mark Baggio. Is he uh, unconscious right now, or um, no, he, has he come to? he's, a, he's awake, and like uh, I assume you guys put like some sort of a gag in his mouth. And so you don't all right? Know, so uh, yeah, I walk up and I kind of lean down to where we're like face to face, and I'm like, uh, uh, "So, uh, so, Marky Mark, uh, your funky bunch <laughs> ran off without you. How does that make you feel?" <laughs> so you got some choices here. Um, you know, our our green friend here wants to, you know, kill you. Uh, yeah, I no, just want to no, turn no, you. No, I'll no. see you in hell, <laughs> and I just want to turn you into the to the deputy and uh and have the law work itself out. Uh, what do you think there?
3: He
2: starts nodding furiously.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I thought. Um, you know, I'll make sure to uh to tie you up a little bit better. You know, we don't want you getting away or or anything. And then also um. I walk around to the other side, and he has a, f- a fake leg, doesn't he? Yeah,
2: you uh you right. wouldn't necessarily.
1: I... Uh, yeah, you would, cause I suppose some of his clothes have
2: been singed off and stuff.
1: Plus, I walked with him, you know, however long back to the guys, I probably would have noticed. And um, yeah, for sure, I, I take it off of him, and uh, then I bring it back around and, and show it to him. I'm like, uh, yeah, this is, uh a little collateral to make sure that you're uh, uh that you're a good boy <laughs> with my, my friend Boris here. You'll get this back, I, uh, uh, you know, w- once we, we may meet back again. I grab
3: my shotgun, and I just take one shot just straight up into the air. Now listen, I want to kill this son of a bitch, and you can't go nowhere without me. Now can you? I draw my pistol and point it at Igmit.
1: I cast Charm Person <laughs> <laughs> on <Igmit. laughs> some bull shit so uh you gotta make a a wisdom saving throw against my DC which is uh 15
2: Wesley has been doing nothing but tisking since this has started and I love
1: it (laughs) (laughs) that's a 5 alright that's a fail yeah See, now don't you just see things better now?
3: I do not approve of this you, bullshit. You actually I have do not
1: fancy. You approve of everything <laughs> that
2: Paul oh, tells you you approve of.
3: I do not know the nature of this magic, and therefore, I'm just going to get back on my horse.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, good deal. Um, hey, hey uh, Boris, do you mind if I talk to you real quick before you head out? Uh, yeah, okay. So, um, before I, uh, talk to him, is there a, um, is there like a string of, uh, telegraph line that heads out to the, to the mine there so that the mine can com- communicate with town? There is not. Oh, okay. Um, well, uh, Boris, uh, I'm going to need you to take him to town and, uh, we'll tie him up real good and make sure that he doesn't have any his we- of his weapons on you. Uh, or on him, um, you keep your weapon on you, and, uh, you know, maybe even, um, you know, break that halberd back out, and, you know, if he gets too, uh, rambunctious, you can, you know, poke him with it, or whatever you would do, um, you oh. know, you're a trained military man, you know what, you know what's up here, um, anyways, uh, yeah, take him back to town, and then, um, you know, wait around there, um, with the, the deputy, uh, kind of check in on uh, Kinslow and uh, and Ingrid, and yeah, and uh, maybe just check back in in the the telegraph office every once in a while to see if um, we get that telegraph back from Humpy, or um, <laughs> you know maybe if we find some sort of way to communicate into town, I'll uh, I'll send word to, to you. Think you can handle that?
0: Well, <clears throat> Perhaps I should give him my communicator. Uh,
1: I don't know if they work out here in the desert, do they? Space god that tells our adventures.
2: (laughs) You guys haven't experimented with it.
1: Oh, well, it's worth a shot. Yeah.
2: So are you guys gonna, like, just run away from each other a little bit and then speak into your walkie-talkies and see what happens?
1: Oh, I was just gonna let him leave with it and just hope it works.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I hand it to Boris and I show him how to use it real quick. Tom,
3: Tom, one of those things...
0: They're just communication devices that the FIA assigned us, issued us.
3: Some voodoo
2: magic. Oh, uh, I've seen things like this before. Um, basically, just a low web level in enchantment, yes? Damned if I know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how it works. That's that's how all these things work. Um, anyways, they, were invented by
0: a, they were invented by a man named Chris Riley. <laughs>
1: Of course they On were. On the fly. <laughs> so, um, Boris, um, come here real quick. And I kind of step away from the other guys for, for a second with uh, with Boris. And um, So, I really want to be able to get you home. And um, one of the things that I might need to do that... This is going to sound pretty strange right now, but it'll make sense in the future... Is, uh which ironically is where you are in relation to where you came from i think um i'm gonna need your left gauntlet well, my i mean you haven't been wearing it this whole last day i i, I, I think i'm just gonna need that well uh, he brought his
2: armor with him into he, the desert <laughs> here's the
0: thing
1: well, we would have had all
2: of our stuff with us
1: okay here's the
2: thing here folk uh that was given to me by the king himself i can't
1: You can't just have it. Well, I mean, the king would rather have you return home than to, you know, be without the gauntlet and without you and and all that, right?
2: Why don't you roll a persuasion for me?
1: Alright. What's my persuasive score? It really doesn't matter. I rolled a three on the die. What'd you get? persuasion. Oh, three plus seven, so a ten. Folk, I...
2: I appreciate what you're saying, and miyama is... it's the only thing I've got left. And... And I... I can I think about
1: it? Sure. Sure, pal. Alright, well, um, yeah. Uh, take care, and, um, you know, keep an eye... On that Mark Baggio character, he just can't be trusted. Um, just a wild man with uh, with wild ideas in his head. I, I won't I won't let you down. All right, and uh, keep thinking about what I asked you because um, it, it could really help um, going forward. I, I I
2: I hope you don't take offense. I I'm not trying. Oh no no so. I, I
1: understand. You know you've you've only known me for a day.
2: And he kind of holds out. He holds out his hand to shake yours.
1: All right. Yeah, I shake his hand.
2: And he hops on his horse and heads off. You guys ready then?
1: Yeah, let's go.
3: Tim, how long does this charm person voodoo last for?
2: Ask Chris. I don't keep track of spells.
1: (laughs) Charm person. (laughs) Like one hour.
3: Does that just mean like I'm I'm agreeable to everything you suggest? Basically, yes. I'm happy.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
3: Alright.
2: Okay. However, when it's done, you know that it's done, and you know that he did it. Hmm. Just an FYI. I turn to Mark
0: and I say, Well, Mr. Baggio, it seems he's ready to go. You'd better hop to it.
2: And then I start giggling. <laughs> <laughs> And his head actually explodes because he dies from the awful, awful fucking pump. Oh, Jesus goddamn Christ, Brian. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. He's still alive. But he definitely is making his muffled noises.
1: So uh, does Mark Baggio look back at us uh, while they're, they're riding off away from us? Yeah. I scratch my ass with his fake leg. <laughs>
3: I flip him off.
2: You can kind of see him wriggling around on the back of the horse a little bit. Like, I'm sorry, Mark, that my players are assholes. I, I promise that this was
1: not my intent. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, if you at home would like to uh, have your name on our show as an NPC that we can, uh, you know, basically torture and make fun of, make sure to subscribe to us on Patreon or however that works.
3: And I will try to hang you as well. Ha! <laughs>
1: Oh (laughs) fuck! All right, regulators roll out. (laughs) Did any of you guys uh, bother to inspect that gold at all? Uh, not. Nope didn't didn't really think to. Other than knowing that some of it got melted from uh, not formally. Right on.
2: It's fool's gold.
1: No, I was just. I mean, it'd be uh, weird to do it now that you know. Now that I you mentioned it. No, that's fair. It. Yeah.
0: Um. <laughs> so, so, uh, Mark Baggio is going back to town. Um, Joe, Joe Moore got his head chopped off
2: and the other two bandits or three bandits ran away. You killed one of the bandits and, uh, the other two got away. Okay. You think they'll be back?
1: Oh, I mean, you know, they always come back. Uh, I don't know what their plans are, but you know, they did just have their two leaders get dusted in front of them pretty bad
0: more importantly I don't think they'll appreciate us taking their gold
1: yeah that's true I'm sure uh they'll form up some sort of posse and come at us again but uh we'll be prepared we know know what's going on and uh they might not even know where we're going are y'all ready to go now oh yeah um so uh Tim what did we get off of uh Mark Baggio weapon weapon wise and how much gold was that he had a, uh, bolt-action
2: rifle with a, uh, with a scope on it, and, uh, the only, the only money that y'all found was the gold. All right. And then Joe Moore had two pistols on him with those ivory handles. And yeah, then, I
3: grabbed his, his stuff. Yeah,
2: I thought you did, but, um, and then that last, uh, Bandito had, uh, he just had a couple of pistols and a scattergun
1: on him. All right. All right, let's get going. Um, Back the original direction we were heading towards the new mines. All right.
2: So you guys travel for another probably 45 minutes or so. And Igma, all of a sudden, your head goes from being a cloudy mess to you realizing that not only did Falk cast a spell on you, but he then basically... uh, he then basically forced you to become agreeable and do whatever he wanted for a period of time.
3: Falk, what kind of, what kind of magic do you use on me?
1: Oh, it's just a, you know, charm person spell. Um, you'll find that it's a simple spell, but uh, quite unbreakable. <laughs> <laughs> I, I...
3: Sons of bitches. Using... We could have just done it my way. But no. You got one of and, them.
0: Incidentally, what are you going to do with that? Carry it around all day.
3: I, I have my reasons. I, I'll get something from it. Just you wait.
1: Is it like a lucky rabbit's foot?
3: No, no, no. No, there's a price on Joe Moore's head. You just wait.
0: How much longer till we get to the mines?
3: That's
1: a good question. And I have no idea the answer.
2: Yeah, Igma, you're thinking. Why don't you go ahead and uh, roll me a nature check? Unless survival is a thing, playing Pathfinder has really fucked me up with this shit.
1: Yeah, survival <laughs> is uh, is a thing. Yeah.
2: Okay, then roll me survival. I'm sorry, Wes. That's
3: a 19.
2: Um, you would estimate that if you guys were to ride through the night you'd probably get there um, sometime this evening. But if you stop in camp, you're going to probably get there uh, early morning to early afternoon or not, sorry, mid morning to early afternoon. So it kind of depends. Do you want to roll in at midnight or do you want to roll in at, uh, at mid morning to early afternoon?
3: Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure Mr. Fillmore would, would have them working, you know, shifts all night. So I, I wouldn't mind arriving there at night. It's, up to those it's up to you you two guys
0: i would prefer to keep riding i don't feel very comfortable camping when those bandits might come back
3: we scared them off pretty good don't you think
0: in any case i'm anxious to see this
3: statue
1: yeah it'll be even cooler at night won't it
3: <laughs> let's push on through to the other side no one gets that reference <laughs> So when you guys
2: get to, um, it's getting to be about dusk, and the sun is going down, and the orange is starting to fill the sky, it just looks like a like a fire is ablaze behind the mountains, and you're at kind of a high spot right now, and when you look down at the base of the foothills, um, there's there's these massive mountains looming in the background, and a bunch of white tents that just dot the desert landscape and even at this distance it's it's just so different from the very flat and and kind of uh monotonous landscape that it's it's a sore thumb seeing this camp at these foothills and you can't exactly tell where the mine is from this distance but again some of these tents are so very large that it's easy to spot it from from a distance. And so, Igma, you would guess that actually you'll probably roll in there not too long after the sun fully sets. So maybe 10 o'clock or so.
3: Well, boys, we'll get there before midnight.
2: Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Are you guys just planning on heading straight into the camp then? Or like, how, how do you guys want to do this?
1: I I think that I would, I would do that unless uh Igmet otherwise said not to, yeah, okay, so we were told by Fillmore to uh meet with Travis Kelsey right.
3: let's find Mr. Kelsey at the main at the main tent. He's got the fanciest tent out here. We'll find him. no problem uh he's the boss out here
1: what would constitute uh the fanciest tent out of uh all of these just plain white tents.
2: Roll a perception check.
1: 14 plus uh, perception plus one, fifteen.
2: So you're kind of scanning, and one of the largest tents that you see is that same blue color that the Miner's uniforms are, and right as you're asking that question, Igma starts moving his finger, and your eyes line right up with
1: that tent, and you kind of go, oh... so what do you think is that made out of denim or something to get that uh that color there i
3: don't know but it's got a goddamn stove in it i mean an ernie goddamn stove in
1: it (laughs) pretty fancy
3: if you don't you think
1: (laughs) next time i go to see us i'll have to look up for a ernie goddamn stove (laughs) <laughs> I like that you say Ernie and God when you do it. <laughs> That's how we do it in Pop One. <laughs> Wait, did you
2: mean this Ernie? No, I said Ernie God, all right? Come on.
1: So yeah, let's ride up towards that uh, that Big Ten there.
2: So as you guys get closer... Um, You can see that there are some horses that are grazing and there's large... There's these large carts that are just lined up in rows and all of the carts are empty. And again, none of the horses are hitched up to any of these wagons and there just seems like a lot of equipment to have nothing happening with any of it.
1: Oh, that's kind of weird. You'd think that all these things would be moving.
3: Yeah, I I don't know what's happening out here. Usually it's much busier. Yeah, you guys haven't spotted a person yet.
1: I undo that little button that holds my gun into the holster. Okay. I don't draw it or anything, I just undo that button. Okay. You guys want to keep making your way towards the uh, blue tent then? I'll get like, um, like about a hundred feet away, and then, um, I would like to take another look and scan around, um... Maybe, uh, like, an investigation rather than perception to look where uh, the miners are?
2: Yeah, why don't you uh, go ahead and roll that, and everybody else roll me a perception check, please. Did you say the place was deserted? You haven't seen any people yet. That doesn't mean it's deserted.
1: Oh. So, uh, 13 plus 5, 18.
2: You can see tracks from carts going uh, going around this area. People have been moving relatively recently. It's not as though there isn't any activity or even recent activity around this area. It just seems like, like
1: no people. Is there any smoke coming from the stovepipe from the big... There tank? is. There is, yes.
0: I rolled a 15 perception.
3: I got a 16.
2: So... Both Tom and Igma, you both hear somebody coughing, just ever so faintly, and it's coming from uh, from a tent to your uh, left.
3: You want to go check that out?
2: Yeah, I walk over to that tent. I, n- I knock at the flap.
0: <laughs> Is anybody in there? Hello?
2: What? What do you want? We'd like to speak to <laughs> you for a moment. What? What? Could you come on out? He comes out, and he's uh, maybe mid-50s, balding, um, still has some wisps of hair on top, um, and he keeps the side hair of his head way longer than anybody that's this bald should. You know, he's kind of got, like, the Hulk Hogan going on, and uh, he's got just probably three or four days of, uh, of beard growth on his face, and he just looks in rough shape. I don't even introduce us. Where is everybody? Mr. Kelsey, he... Mr. Kelsey... He called off work um, since Charlie and the expedition went missing.
1: You're saying the expedition went missing? You guys aren't here to
2: to look for him? We sent a rider to go and see Mr... (laughs) Mr. Fillmore.
0: Do I remember an expedition? (laughs) Have we talked about that before? No,
2: you guys heard nothing about this.
0: What expedition?
1: We must have just passed like two ships in the night. Uh, We didn't see any rider. I don't remember hearing about an expedition.
2: I don't understand. We... Everything's just been... It's all been going to hell for... Nigh on two weeks now. (coughs) Where's Mr. Kelsey? In his tent, I I assume.
1: RIP to our uh, headphone listeners, by the way.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean he called off work? Where did everyone go?
2: We've been confined to our tents for now, during the evening. It's when... Most of the bad stuff
1: happens. So what other kind of bad stuff? Um, have you guys been attacked? Well... You should talk to Mr. Kelsey about it, but... <coughs> all
2: right. we all We all been... Getting sick... Ever since we found that statue.
1: Is it the... Spider Lady statue? Gives me the creeps.
2: How long ago was that? Uh... I don't even know at this point. It's two, three weeks. I I'm not even sure. Probably two weeks. What kind of sick? <laughs> and he spits some blood on the ground, um, next to him. Can I do a medicine check? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Solid nine.
2: You definitely think that it's something to do with his respiratory system, but beyond that... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Shall we speak to Mr. Kelsey, then?
1: I'd recommend it. Yeah, let's go that way. So we walk over towards the big blue tent.
2: Yeah, n- no worries. Um, after After the one dude comes out and talks to you for a little while, you do start to see flaps of tents opening up and kind of like peering out and just taking stock of the situation. Nobody actually says anything, but you guys definitely notice them doing it because they're being fairly obvious about it.
1: I I raised my hand in the air and I'm like, it's okay, everybody. You haven't been forgotten.
3: (laughs) What? Is that a 9-11 reference?
1: (laughs) No, like the other guy thought that like we were here, (laughs) though. Uh-oh. To, like, deal oh. with the, the, you know, people that disappeared and all that shit, so.
3: <laughs>
1: Don't worry, I'm a man of the people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I awkwardly knock at the flap again. You in there, Mr. Kelsey.
2: Yeah, come on in. Come on in. And he's he's got the same pronounced uh, cough that I'm not... There, There's definitely not a zipper. It's just held over with... Uh, like a piece of leather on a button or something. Um,
1: Tom just does that whenever he opens flaps.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I hate to see what your house is like when everybody's in a robe. <laughs> Zip. 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 <laughs> but, uh... No, you guys... Hey, good one. That's good fully work. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you hear the same coughing, uh... Coming from this tent, not quite as bad because when you walk in, you see that uh, Travis Kelsey is a much younger man than the other one that you were just talking to. He's got a bushy brown beard, um, but his hair is pomaded back into like a in it's like slicked back and stuck matted to his hair or to his head. And he's wearing the same blue denim coveralls, but he's surprisingly clean. In comparison to, you know, all of the other miners that you guys have seen, whether in the Crossing House or just around Fillmore's Crossing or here. And he says, Oh, thank God. Mr. Fillmore sent you?
0: Yes, but we, <clears throat>
2: we're we not who you think we
1: are. <laughs> um, try not to sound so ominous next time. Uh, we're with the FIA. We we came to, to the crossing after um, hearing about all the the odd murders and, and the every three days people, you know, losing their minds and, and becoming violent and everything and uh we only recently just found out from the other miner that you had a uh, expedition go missing. Yep. Two days ago.
2: Right. Sent Charlie Pride and <laughs> ten other men. <laughs> You guys, you guys hated football players, so I went to country <laughs> musicians. Come on.
0: Well, that's the one country musician that I'll know. I won't know any others.
2: I'm surprised Wesley didn't get that one.
1: Yeah, I didn't get it either.
2: I didn't hear the name. Oh, I said Charlie Pride. Uh, yeah. Okay, uh, there we go.
3: I'd enjoy Garth Brooks better. Yeah, but see, then
2: people will know exactly what I'm doing. With this, you've got you've to be a niche audience. We're not the Coors Light, okay? Brian is the Coors Light. <laughs> um, <laughs> even though I'm the only one who caught it. <laughs> right?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Dude, I have the fucking giggles tonight. And I'm stone sober.
1: It's because we're recording so late. Right? All right so uh Charlie Pride and uh who else did you say Gene Autry and and, and 10 other men and 10 other men Oh oh <laughs> what was Mr Kelsey I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to you know uh, do your accent there uh, it's just a nervous tick of mine uh, you know I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm
3: sorry my eastern friends are are mighty offensive uh, I do have one question for you Mr. Kelsey, is my buddy Sturgill Simpson out here still?
2: Nah, Stur- Sturgill's back at the... <laughs> he's. <clears throat> I'm sorry, uh, he's back on the main mine. We Uh,
3: uh... alrighty. Say,
0: <clears throat> you didn't have a band of men come through here recently, did you? One had a missing leg there were
2: about five gentlemen. Weirdest, weirdest thing that we've had recently is we had a lady. Uh, I don't. Did y'all ever meet uh, meet Ashley, um, one of one of Elmer's guards? Well, maybe y'all wouldn't. Have. It depends on when y'all came here, I guess. But so here's the thing: she's dressed up like an orc. Covered in blood, comes screaming into into camp, starts shooting at everybody, and then explodes into a pile of gore. I've, I've never seen anything like it.
1: Yeah, we had uh, one of those uh, gore bombs go off in in the Crossing House Tavern in in Filmos Crossing. There, um, yeah, that's kind of weird, isn't it? Um, we're we're trying to get to the bottom of that. Um, we have some leads that we're working on. And, sir. Uh,
2: Sir, here's the thing that you're missing, though. She was on foot. How? There ain't nothing aside from the rock guts for at least a day, and if you're walking, it's more than that.
0: She didn't say anything.
2: No, just just screamed, blood curdling scream. Said something about being a vanguard or something. I don't know.
1: Uh, how many people did she uh, kill before she blew up?
2: Three. And how long ago was this? Twelve days or so. Give or take, obviously. You said she was one of
0: Fillmore's bodyguards, which I assume means she lived up at the town.
2: She did, yeah. But she came out every once in a while when she would guard Elmer. Did she ever go into the mine? He kind of scratches his beard for a second and stares off into space and he goes, Yep once. When we first found the statue, uh, we called Mr. Fillmore down here to come and investigate it and, yep, she was with him.
0: Mr. Kelsey, we are interested in going down into the mines. Um, how long would it take
2: for us to reach the room with the statue? Three, four hours maybe? I mean, I'm, I, I don't mean to be combative, but I ain't sending none of my guys down there. I I hope you don't. I hope you're not offended by that. What's the navigation like down there? It's it's real simple. I, I I'll I'll draw you up a map for you if you want.
1: Oh great. Um, here's a kind of an odd question. Um, I heard from a couple people in the town that uh, some that sometimes there's like a uh, dark elf that kind of hides amongst the. You know outskirts of the city that is seen from time to time. Um, have you seen any dog elves around here?
2: I don't think so. He right. Kind of scratches his beard again and stares off into space. And no, I, I don't think so, All
3: right. Mr. Kelsey. Do you, do you monitor who goes in and who comes out of the mine? Do you have a guard on it twenty four seven? Yeah, we
2: got a, we got a logbook too.
3: And, and you're sure they're vigilant over there?
2: You've met Mr. Fillmore, yeah?
3: Alright, alright. I, I mean no offense. I'm, I'm just curious. Well, no, I'm just letting you know that he would put
2: his boots so far up someone's ass. I, I'm telling you, fear is a pretty good motivator sometimes. <laughs>
0: Where is the logbook?
2: Probably over by the break room, I would assume. Somewhere, somewhere near the mine. Um, yeah, it's probably in the break room. I would assume. I'd like to take a look at that as well.
1: Before we get going out there, a um, couple questions. Like, uh, is the only thing you mine out here the mithril, or is there uh, any other such um, minerals around the area, like uh, adamantine or um, quartz, or you know, copper, gold, any of that kind of stuff?
2: I mean, we've we've hit veins. From time to time, gold, copper, the lack. Like, they are they are usually not too large, but we'll mine them. I mean, oh, okay. you know, if—if if it comes up, obviously we—we we will pull it from the ground. But it's not specifically what we're looking for. You know, uh, Mr. Fillmore has a has an agreement with the Imperium, and he sells that mithril at a pretty penny.
1: So, um, anything kind of unnatural looking about the way the mithril veins kind of form? Is there any sort of, like, odd uh, geometric structure to them or anything?
2: You know, I never... I never really thought about it. I'm not sure. I mean, I, I got a map that shows where all the sightings of Mithril been. I
1: mean, yeah, do you think you could, uh, you know, make a copy of one of those for us, too?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll get my men working on all this stuff tonight. I assume y'all want to wait until tomorrow morning to go in?
1: Uh, yeah, probably for the better, um, get a little rest here. Um, also, uh, I didn't notice it, um, coming up, or, is there any, uh, telegraph here at the camp?
2: Nah, uh, the only way that we can, uh, get messages out is to send a rider. Oh, okay. Hell, Leon, he fell into that statue and got a nasty cut, and he almost died on the horse ride back.
1: Where might we find this, Leon.
2: He's either gotten transferred back to the to the original mine or he might still be in town. All right. He ain't been back since, to be honest with you. Do you mean he, he almost died on the way back? So we, we found the statue, right? And this was the first day that we found it. It was Leon, Charlie, myself, and a few others. And we were investigating it because it's weird. We ain't never found nothing like that. And we were taking a look at some stuff and... Charlie said that he claims he was hearing these voices, and when he when he tried to, to to point it out to us, we didn't hear nothing, and then all of a sudden Leon starts going crazy and starts running like a scared calf, and he trips into this statue and cuts himself real good. And the statue glowed and made a noise for a second.
0: This is extremely pertinent information. Um, <clears throat> has anything else occurred with the statue before? Anything
2: within the spiritual realm or magical or that nature? The only... So the statue blowed. And then... You know, we came up. Um, sent Leon back to Fillmore's Crossing with a rider. Sat down, ate dinner. And this weird fucking creature showed up. They They... It, it, like this, this black porcupine type thing with a weird beaver tail.
1: Oh yeah, I think we know him. <laughs> <clears throat> what did he do? Talked a lot.
2: Yes, familiar with that part. That's basically it, though. I don't think he's too harmful. Whatever it, whatever it was, he just hung around for a while and then went back to Fillmore's Crossing. Well, I mean, I. I kind of kicked him out of camp, to be honest. Called him a nuisance. And Leon almost dying. Do you know if he exhibited any symptoms or what caused that? Only thing that I heard, Mr. Fillmore was back here maybe six days ago. He said that they had a hell of a time stitching that wound up. Apparently it didn't want to close. Okay.
0: Uh, I'll roll religion against the glowing statue.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: 24.
2: That sounds to you like some sort of a defense mechanism. Oh. But it doesn't ring
0: any spiritual bells in my mind from learnings.
2: You know that Loth was an evil god, and so there is always a possibility that that blood might be some sort of like an activator or something like that, or maybe maybe uh because you know that sacrifice was also a thing that drow did okay and so maybe this is some sort of a sacrificial altar you're you're kind of you're kind of torn between sacrificial altar and defense mechanism drow is the god no lolth is the god drow are the people that she's the god of drow oh, is oh, dark oh. elves i'm sorry
0: <clears throat> and i want to roll medicine, medicine against the wound that wouldn't close Absolutely. Oh my gosh.
2: Uh, let's see. 25. You've heard of magical weapons that the FIA has taken off of the streets that cause wounds that are that can only be magically repaired. Whether or not that correlates with what's going on here, you're not sure, but it definitely makes sense.
0: I turned to Falk Enigma. There definitely seems like there's a correlation, a possible correlation between the statue and the absurd amount of blood when every person explodes.
1: Yeah, and, uh, both the people that have exploded so far have uh, called themselves the Vanguard.
3: Have both of them been down in the mine?
1: Yeah, the other one was a miner. Oh, uh, Travis, or, or Mr. Kelsey, um, has any of these incidents happened at the old mine?
2: I don't think so. No, I definitely don't think so.
1: Alright, um, well, it looks like we're gonna rest up, uh, overnight here, um, there's a few things that I might need, um, before we go into the mines, uh, tomorrow. Um, do you happen to have any, like, uh, like, really strong, uh, picks, like, possibly made of adamantine or anything?
2: Yeah, I, I, I I got some stuff that I can help you out with.
1: Alright, cool, cause, uh, yeah, we'll probably need that, um, you know, maybe, um, some, some acid and, um...
3: I got dynamite.
1: Oh, that'll definitely help. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) Maybe, maybe we want to save that for when we're not in, like, super (laughs) closed-in spaces, but, uh, it's definitely, you know, a good thing to keep on hand. I'll I'll try to remember that.
2: I'll tell you boys what, if y'all do end up needing to close that mine up behind you, I'll stick with whatever story y'all say. Good to hear. Did he say
0: what the expedition was for? What they were doing? I missed that part.
2: Mr. Fillmore wanted us to keep searching for veins away from the statue. said so long as we didn't get near it, we'd be fine. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh yeah, you're mighty fine.
1: That's what I've been saying. Has he produced for us the, the map of the veins yet?
2: Uh, no, he hasn't. He's just been hanging... He, he would have to go to his office, which is closer to the mine and stuff.
1: Alright. Um, so maybe we settle up with that, um, tomorrow afternoon when we get the tools and
2: stuff. Sounds good. I also have to make up an entire logbook to email to you guys anyway, so... Yeah, okay. let's, <laughs> let's have that stuff hold off until next session. <laughs> I didn't want to get too involved just in case he went back to Fillmore's Crossing to, uh... To deal with mark baggio
1: oh yeah uh let's try him an, uh, giving a given uh boris a call uh, i speak into the the little wrist thing and uh boris boris can you hear me you
2: you you hear a bunch of clanking at first and <laughs> 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 but there's definitely something coming through and then hello
1: hello, uh, 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 yeah it works uh man no i mean i'm glad it works but uh it kind of would have been smart for us to check it before we just put all our faith in it. But uh, yeah, it's good to hear you. Um, how'd it go bringing uh, Mark to the to the to the deputy there?
2: We, I don't have much further to, to go. I figure I'll oh, be there Oh, you haven't got back uh, yet. Uh, so no, uh, I haven't arrived in
3: town. Are you walking in a sm- snails pace? If you oh, guys recall, Bryce. it
2: was three o'clock in the afternoon when you guys started heading the one direction. And he started heading the other. It's about 11 o'clock at night. It actually makes sense. Okay. So quit being a dick to Let's Boris,
1: goddammit. <laughs> so, Boris, uh, no sign of those other three. Uh, um, uh, ne'er do wells. Was there? Gosh, why the hell did I say ne'er do
0: <laughs> Also, I think there's only two. I think we killed one.
1: I haven't seen any of them, Grandma. Okay, well, um... Can you just call him Grandma? <laughs> it, it's fine, we've got these, you know, cute nicknames for each other. So. Once you're best friends with somebody, you'll understand, but, um, instead you going to be pointing guns at people. Excuse me? <laughs> this could be us, but you want to fuck around. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> An orc goes rogue once and you hold it against him
1: forever. <laughs> Alright, well, uh, you know, keep us posted if uh, anything happens or if you need us for anything. Uh, just call us on the communicator. Oh, yeah, tomorrow we are going into some mines that are made of mithril. So there's definitely no way you'll get in touch with us um, when we're in there. So um, I guess just try and maybe you'll be in luck. Do you want me to?
2: To contact you as soon as I get back?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, sure, do that.
2: Alright. I'll talk to you in an hour. Alright. Love you. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> the, the fact that we were both on the same bullshit is fucking awesome.
3: <laughs> I, I whispered to Tom, and I just, I think these two are getting a bit close, don't you? I just nodded.
2: <clears throat> Wasn't it just last episode that you were talking about how much you love Boris? I'm just saying, Wesley. <laughs> yeah,
3: well, he didn't back me up, man. He could have pulled his scattergun, and we could have uh, strung him up so quick. <laughs> the guy that has literally only hit things
2: with the butt of his gun. You wanted him to draw his uh, gun <laughs> and use it on somebody. <laughs> Come on, well, Wesley. he got to
3: learn somehow. <laughs>
2: Are we still with the guy right now? Yeah, you guys are still in the in the tent with Travis. Um, he's he's eventually going to lead you to the bunkhouse, which is which is closer to the mines, and uh, show you guys to some beds to sleep in and rustle you up a little bit of grub.
1: I thought we were going to stay in the nice tent with you. That
0: I have one more question for you, Mister Kelsey, before we go. Um... These incidents where people have gone crazy, not necessarily blown up in a pool of blood, but just lost their minds. Have any occurred here in camp?
1: Well, yeah, that one he told us about.
0: That was an explosion?
1: Yeah, Ashley exploded,
2: but she...
0: (laughs) I'm talking ones that stayed
2: in one piece. That went crazy here? Like, they started here? No, none. No, not that I can think of, no.
0: Was she the only one that went crazy and exploded here in camp? I mean,
2: yeah, here in camp, yes. Mr. Fillmore told me that Upton Jones or Bertie Nichols, I'm not sure which one, but one of those two exploded in their house after killing the other one.
3: Uh, Mr. Kelsey, did Upton or Bertie uh, go in the mine, to your knowledge? No, Upton was a trapper and
2: Bertie worked for Lucius Mr. Fillmore's son can't stand that kid he stutters so much mm-hmm. <sighs> well I'm about ready to call it a night
1: <sighs> me too I'm fine <laughs> 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 he says
2: uh alright you guys uh You guys want to follow me? And he starts heading towards the uh, mine.
1: Towards the the bunk bunkhouse. you
2: mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically the way that this works is there is not a log cabin, but like a large complex, basically, that's built up around the foothill. And it seems as though there are just some rooms and offices and things like that that have been built. And then there's just like a long hallway uh, leading to, to the mines if you just keep going straight with a with just some rooms off shooting to the left or right
1: is there a bunch of people in here right now there's
2: there's a few people milling about but the majority of them are already in bunks and sleeping but there's a couple people up drinking and playing cards
1: um well actually I'll wait up for an hour to to see if I hear from Boris
2: what does everybody else want to do
3: oh uh Igmit's going to sleep okay uh Tom Oh uh, yeah, I'll sleep. Okay,
2: so Falk, you wait around for another forty-five minutes or so, and you get a voice on your walkie-talkie, and Falk, we got a bit of a problem.
1: Ah, uh, what is it? Kellen Winslow is dead. Ernie, Christ, um, did he? Um, did did he by any chance blow up? Like that uh, miner in the in the bar. No, he's he's all purple. Like his veins are purple, and he's
2: been cut to pieces or something. The deputy thinks that Ingrid did it, but we can't figure out how because doesn't look like she ever left a cage.
1: Hmm. Was was there somebody in that um, in in the deputy's uh, building there at all times? I wanted to keep track of who's, uh, been in and left. I'll let the deputy tell you that part. All right, put him on.
2: And there's a pause for maybe 30 seconds or so, and...
1: Hey, Falk. Uh, good, uh, evening, deputy. Uh, so, Boris told me what happened, uh, I just had to know, uh... Is there, like, a log of who came and went uh, at all times for your building there? Here's the thing, Falk. I...
2: I'm embarrassed to admit this. I was chasing Igma. Oh, shit.
1: Um, well... And I knew
2: it wasn't the real one, so I had to... I mean, you get it, right? Like...
1: Yeah, that's, that was my first uh, guess was that uh, that thing, whatever it is got in there and, and killed him somehow um, but uh, if you were chasing him then, I don't know maybe we're dealing with two of them um, or something else entirely Man, the situation is getting fucked I agree Sorry, Falk I'll see you when you get back here all right. Yeah, we we got some stuff to do with the mines. I I don't know when is the soonest that we're going to be able to get back there, but uh, we're going right to the source of all this uh, first thing in the morning. Let me know when you find something out. Okay. Uh, sure thing. And
2: you get uh, static for a second before your walkie-talkie turns off.
1: Well, shit.
0: If you've been enjoying LCP D&D and would like to support us, we would be honored to receive a review on iTunes or even the various other podcast platforms. Send us a message on any of our social media platforms and we can get you a Discord invite to our server. We hang out, post memes, talk about the podcast, and even run D&D campaigns some nights in which you could jump in and play with us. You can follow LCP D&D on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, as well as each of us individually. Tim Demuse, our Dungeon Master, is on Twitter as at IdaGrabYourGun. Chris Riley, who plays Falk, is on Twitter as at Chris Riley LCP. Wesley Sullivan, who plays Igmit, is on Twitter as at WideWideWes. And I, Brian Bridges, the player of Tom. Am on Twitter as at ManlyBrian and Instagram as Brian underscore bridges. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll see you on the next one.
1: <laughs> I love the, the notes that I take sometimes. Pete Portnoy's sister, Rebecca Portnoy, is banging Elmer Fillmore. (laughs) Oh, banging Elmer Fillmore when they go to the mines. (laughs) Uh, Going down into that shaft, eh?